Happy Friday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Rocketeer Minute, where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we've been going over the greatest adventure movie Walt Disney's ever made, the 1991 Joe Johnston-directed feature, The Rocketeer. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm Hal Bryan, an airplane nerd from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So Jim, we got another Jim with us today. Yep. We've got uh, we've got somebody who has uh, is responsible for creating so much of the look and feel about this movie that we love, and uh, and we've been talking with Jim for quite a while, and we're we're thrilled that we were finally able to uh, uh, to work with him and get him on the show. Um, he's a, a prop maker, a model builder. He's uh, he restores. Uh, vintage props and artifacts and all kinds of good stuff uh, a fascinating guy that i'm uh, thrilled that we have a chance to talk to so uh, hello jim uh, Lo- uh excuse me let's take that again jim lojaduche well hello <laughs> well it's hey. great 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 to be on the show it's like i've been i think i've been with you guys since day one on this thing you know <laughs> Driving back and forth to work and listening and, and, and talking along with you as I listen on the, <laughs> on the radio. Hopefully you haven't been, like, screaming and pounding the dashboard That's too much. Right it's just, all. no, you morons. <laughs> but uh, And you've been, uh, Jim, you've been great about sharing with us a few uh, absolutely priceless to us, some behind-the-scenes photos and, and prop work and action from this film. We can't thank you enough for, for enriching this experience for us so much. Uh, you're very welcome. It, it it just kills me that I didn't take more pictures at the time. You know, it's just like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, I was new to the business. This was my second big film to work on. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we, you know, myself and, and, and a lot of the other guys on, on the show were, you know, we're, we're new to the business, you know, early 20s and just, just geeks, just geeky kids, you know, like, oh, <laughs> we get to make stuff. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's exactly how I want to picture it. And, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Kidding aside, though, we've, we've talked to a number of people who've been involved with, you know, all aspects of the production of this film or multiple aspects of the production. And I think every one of them carries a, a bit of that same sort of enthusiasm and, and love for the subject matter. And, and I, I think it shows through. I think you see it in just about every frame of this film. You see that the people involved were very into what they were doing. They were, they were passionate about it. They were excited about it and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it, it was interesting because you know we never even heard of the Rocketeer, and 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 I believe it was I don't remember who dropped off the the, the graphic novel at the time when we're looking at this thing and we're like, wow, what's this? You know, this this is really cool, and and everybody involved, you know, from the property masters to you know obviously all, you know the production staff were just so excited about this, and yeah, I mean the excitement was really just there. It was, it was fun. Uh, I gotta guess the the main part of this. Uh, uh... That the, my fascination in, in in your particular work is the uh, the rocket pack itself. I mean, I know you were involved in the fabrication and and all the the work on on the background stuff of how it evolved into what we know as the X three, which actually didn't originally look like that. Um, but we, you've you've sent us pictures of some of the different iterations. Could you talk about how that uh, how that came about that the fabrication of of the rocket pack? Yeah, yeah, it um. You know, we we started off just going right off uh, photocopies of of the graphic novel, and um, ah, got to go back, turning the wayback machine. <laughs> Basically, we started off with just by working directly off the comic and and creating that that simple single thruster round shaped bullet rocket pack. You know, there was a very first one that we did, and then of course the helmet, which the very first one that was sculpted out was more like the comic, and it didn't really translate three dimensionally. Um, so the first one we did was kind of goofy looking, but I knew that, you know, right off the bat, when we finished that first rocket and you put it on somebody's back, it just looked bulky. It just looked, 
it just looked stupid. I mean, because it just it looked like it didn't even fit your back at all. But hey, it was a comic, so you know it's the first one out. So yeah. you know, we built that one, painted it up, and sent it off to production and waited for feedback. And then and then you went, you went on to that more of a heavy bomber look to the to, to the final one, the one that we see in the in the film. It just yeah, we, I mean, we had the, the first thing that was done was that bullet shape, very round, um, and, and of course it, it sat too far off off the person's back, so it looked really weird. So the next version was let's try to triangulate the the barrel of the rocket so that it had kind of a flat spot that could pull it in to your body a little closer. So that was the second version, a little smaller, a little closer to the back, and even still that one didn't look right. And then from there, the third version was the one that looked more like the one the final version of the film. Uh, where it had sort of a twin, you know, sort of twin rockets, and they were kind of in kind of a V shape. Yep. And that one, was, I just remember that 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 one was done over the weekend, and I wasn't involved with that one. It was done super fast, just fast and furious. And, and from there, it was like, okay, this is what the thing needs to look like. Now let's dial it in and do the final version. Wow. We had a lot of guys working on this thing. I mean, a lot of hands, and you know, everybody, you know, had little bits and pieces and parts of it. Yeah, the, the time frame for all that creativity of getting, you know, saying this doesn't work, going to the next one, this doesn't work, go to the next one. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I mean, this is we're talking in a matter of weeks from from pre production into where you're rolling into you know, rolling it in front of cameras and getting it ready for people like ILM and Disney and all these other people to uh, to get it on film. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say that we I, I worked for a company called at the time it was Design Setter. So we, you know, we didn't work for Disney. We were a small shop that was just down the road from Disney. And, you know, it was a shop that obviously Disney could save a few bucks and have, you know, have these guys do it, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, non-union shop, small shop, you know, we can kind of keep it to sort of kind of private and, you know. We had, uh, you know, the drawings would come in. Um, I remember we had, when we first got started, and I think it was, it's funny because I started rolling through the credits here, and I'm like, oh, Brad Einhorn, that's the guy's name. That's the guy that dropped <laughs> off the, he dropped off the graphic novel novel and a, a, and a, and a case of Beeman's gum. <laughs> we're like, cool, <laughs> we're awesome. working on rocket packs and we get gum. What's the gum for? <laughs> like, no, no, it's in the movie, they got it, and they use it. So, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so this must look, this this must be like paging through an old yearbook and saying, "Oh, I know that guy. I went to school with this one." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Couldn't remember the guy's name." And, and then I see Andy Siegel under Brad, you know, under Brad's yeah. name. Oh, right. Now he was a friend of the, one of the guys that was working on on the rocket packs. So that okay, I remember him. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, uh, Jim. Uh, just quickly, you mentioned that uh, that this was your second film. What was the first one you worked on? Uh, that the abyss. Oh, really? Uh, James Cameron's abyss. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I started off in a in a small commercial production house in Culver City. Did a few commercials there, and then got a call from a friend of mine that said, "Oh, there, this guy at Design Setters is gearing up to do uh, uh, this submarine movie. You know, all kinds of submersibles and stuff. You should really try to, you know, get in, you know, and work there." And and uh, you know, showed up and and uh, said, I, "I can make models," and uh, got hired. From there, and yeah, I spent uh, yeah six months with with design setters on uh, doing all the dry for wet miniatures, and then from there, all all those miniatures were transported up to Simi Valley at DreamQuest Images, uh, where all the photography was done. And I spent another six months up there working on you know stages and smoke filled rooms with motion control cameras, and it was a blast. Oh. Um, and then from there, we back to design setters, and then uh, a Rocketeer came in and uh, went on to the, to work on that. Did did you get a lot of set time with the Rocketeer? Were were you? At, no, at, at no. I think or? no, no. I mean, from you know, once we got 
that final rocket pack done, the helmet. We took we took a, a beauty shot. We brought in some red velvet, and we and I think there's maybe some pictures on on the on the uh, Facebook page. Set up some red velvet and the and the helmet and the rocket. Got some you know beautiful pictures, and then from there, boom, it was gone. <laughs> you know, and then and then the union got in the union got word that hey, a non-union union shop was working on this. What's going on? So they quickly came and grabbed everything from us. You know, it's uh-huh. like oh, okay, well that was fun. Thanks, thanks guys. <laughs> <laughs> we we did stay on for a little longer, and we did a bunch of the um, extra helmets and and some of the stunt helmets and and that sort of thing. But uh, pretty much after that, we were we were done. <laughs> wow! Uh, did you you did you build the pyro version of uh, of the X three as well? No, no, that was uh, you know that was was it John Bruno? I think it was. Was that the guy's name or John Bill Bill U? He's in the credits here somewhere. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, but yeah, no, they pretty much they pretty much took uh, you know they grabbed our molds and bits and pieces, and they um, from that point on, you know, Union took over in their shops, and they just you know so they did everything on on their end. Um, so you know, I, I was there at the beginning, you know, yeah. the, the development process and and uh, you know meeting Joe Johnson and and uh, there's those moments, you know, we had we had one of the first one of the first rockets that we had finished, the barrel shaped one there on the table waiting for joe and you know some of the other production people to come by and, and have a look at it and uh there are some fuel doors on 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 the rocket and it needed a little kind of a curved you know sort of deco looking handle on it oh. you know or, or earlier it was uh, the day before i was going through my junk stuff at home and and you know i'm a vintage air-cooled volkswagen fanatic so there's parts everywhere <laughs> and i grabbed a set of early uh, interior door handles like they were perfect, so I took those and kind of molded them, cast them, and, and fight them, and fit them into the that early prototype. And uh, Joe Johnson comes in, and he looks at it, and he's like, "I recognize those handles." He kind of <laughs> laughed, and then and then we moved on from there. Um, yeah, I no that... wonder the Germans wanted it so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. And <laughs> yeah. Kind of a typical Joe Johnston uh, attention to detail there, spotting something like that. That seems seems true to form. Yeah, right away. I thought I was getting away with something. Thinking, oh, that's been perfect. Oh, yeah. No, no, he cut it. Wow. Uh, still, it's it's amazing. How, uh, unlike, I mean, I know there are other films like this, but I've never known the longevity of this film, uh, the love for it that the production people have had for this movie. I mean, it, it just seems a constant. We've never, I don't think we've heard from anybody who didn't have a, a great time being a part of this movie. I realize it was hectic and everything. Yeah. But uh, just being a part of such a such a great thing to see on screen um, must be very rewarding, I would imagine, just seeing this stuff and going, ah, I, I did that part. Yeah, it's, it's really neat to be part of something that, that you love yourself. I mean, it's such a beautiful film. Uh, it's it's perfect from beginning to end, you know, and it's it's just like it's just one of those things. It's like you you want to tell people about it. Have you ever seen the Rocketeer? Because if you haven't seen, it, you should really see it. It's it's, it's amazing, you know. And um, you know, I meet so many young people, and uh, you know, they've never seen it, you know. And and I got to talk, tell them you got to see this movie. You got to see it. It's it's the kind of movie that if you if you meet somebody who hasn't seen it, you want to sit backwards and just watch them watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I do I do that with my my daughter's boyfriends. You know, she you know she's got a boyfriend, and and we like to watch movies together. And it's like. Have you seen the Rocketeers? Like, what? No. Okay, tonight get the, get the DVD out. We're sitting down. I'll make the popcorn. We're gonna watch the Rocketeer. And if uh, you're going to be a value, yes, I was gonna say. And <laughs> yeah, if, that's if right. he doesn't like it, well, you know, there's the door, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's a wow. good litmus test. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this, it, well, actually, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, well, at least the half of the movie that has uh, half of this minute that has uh, pictures in it. Um, we're watching. Uh, poor Billy Campbell has to kiss Jennifer Connelly yet again. Uh, <laughs> All in a day's work, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they stand around the uh, this is this is the GB Model Z, is that right, Hal? I, this yeah, this is the this is the mock-up. 
uh, models models yeah. of the replica. The uh, you know the one that flew earlier in the film is a real obviously a real flying replica. This is just the this is the mock up, and this is the one that ended up on the back lot at uh, MGM for years. Um, you you don't have any insight on who built this or would have worked on on this kind of thing, would you, uh, Jim? No, no, I don't. Okay, yeah, I figured that would have been would have been yeah. a separate thing, but. Uh, the, yeah. the mock-up aircraft work in this movie is is terrific. With this, with the H one racer, with the Pitcairn Auto Gyro, it's all just terrific. But yeah, the, the yeah. propeller spins on this one too, if I recall. Yeah, and I, minute. I, I'm I'm almost convinced that, or I'm pretty well convinced that they had to have that this one had to have worn two paint schemes. As I think back on it, because you've got uh, was it Goose who actually hand props the airplane while Billy yeah. is sitting in it, and I just cannot imagine under any circumstances they would have had him hand-propping the real flying airplane, um, had an actor doing that. It's possible. We've never gotten to the bottom of it, but I just I just struggle to imagine that. But anyway. Yeah, I'd, worry about breaking an arm. Yeah, exactly, or, or losing losing fingers or something. Uh, but it's it's great in this scene. It's kind of fitting that, uh, you know, this is the last, it's the last sort of visual scene in the, in the movie. You've got uh, you've got a young prop maker uh, in the scene. You've got Patsy with her homemade rocket fear outfit. <laughs> She's yeah. got, I think, a colander on her head and two Quaker Oats uh, canisters, round boxes. I don't know what yeah. you call those, sort of strapped to her back. Yeah, her, her own X3. Yeah, her own X3. Yeah. I think that was that's nicely fitting. And I, I, I've never really paid much attention, but I loved noticing that the kid she's chasing is uh, has borrowed somebody's fedora. And yeah. uh, so he's, you know, he's playing the... You know, playing either the the mafia bad guy or who knows who. But yeah, I was hoping if he had grabbed a pork pie hat, it could have been. Oh bar, yeah, but, you know, well. exactly. <laughs> From what I understood, the earlier script, Danny Bilson had talked with us. I think about how uh, the original scene was. We were going to see like a, a looming shadow of Lothar. Uh, that somehow, oh. somehow he had come off the blimp, but but actually it was a kid dressed up as Lothar, and then Patsy would be chasing after after this kid playing playing Lothar. Um, but it just, I think for just the interest of, of time, they, they edited it down to just the scene here. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful, a, uh, a beautiful closing shot. And it's hard to believe, uh, that we've, uh, worked through so many, uh, so many of these episodes so far. Uh, it's, you know, and, and of course the James Horner music coming up. Oh yeah. Uh, that wonderful. It, just uh, making it, making it even more right. perfect. So, um, so, so Jim, as you, as you yeah. watch this movie and you've, you've rewatched it over the years, is there, uh. Is there a particular moment for you anywhere in these 109 minutes where you uh, you just you see something and every time you, you're, I don't know, are you proud of it? Or are you especially happy about it or something that causes a real specific reaction? Well, I, primarily, you know, it's obviously, you know, when, you know, when the helmet's done for the first time and they do the reveal, right. you know, I mean, that, that's, that's a yeah. moment there. It's like, yeah, the helmet, yeah, it looks, it's great. And then, and then of course, when they're, when they're revealing the rocket, in the hangar and, and taking the duffel bag and pulling it down you really you see the detail of it and and that the finish that we put on it and you know that was a uh, real zinc metal coating on it you know it wasn't paint what we did i this it's funny i mean that the process was just like quick how are we going to do this how are we going to make it look like you know real metal and um uh, what it what it is it's it's a arc spraying coating it's basically a you know superheated metal that's sprayed that creates a coating but what we did is we use that spraying process in into the mold so you're actually spraying it into the mold the first layer and then backing it with fiberglass so when you pull the part out of the mold that surface you get is pure pure metal oh wow that's similar to what uh one of our finhead friends uh, jamie hicks does with uh oh, he does cold cast aluminum uh, in, in a similar fashion that the, the inside of the mold is lined with with metal 
but it just, you know the the effect is you know, it looks it, it might as well have been a metal shit metal uh, metal device it's so real i mean it's just amazing the the, the clarity of it is even on you know the blu-ray edition here it just looks like something that was knocked together at lockheed yeah it was, it was experimental the the guy that it, bjb enterprises they're in orange county um and they they do all kinds of uh resins and polymers i mean that's their main thing but one of the guys there we were talking to him and uh, he says well you know what i got this i got this uh arc metal spare the spray zinc i think we're just experimenting with it so we you know we we brought him the mold, and the first mold we did was a silicone mold because every all the molds that we do are silicone. And it was the the actual spray was bouncing off it; it wouldn't stick. So we um, he said we need a harder mold. He says, why don't we do a urethane mold, which is a much you know much harder rubber. And so then we made a urethane mold. Uh, you know, second set mold of the pack and brought that down to him and he, he set up and sure enough it, it, it stuck we take the molds, molds to him he sprays it we bring it back to the shop we lay in the fiberglass pull those out send the mold back down to him he sprays in another another layer and bring it back do the fiberglass process and that was the only two that were done we're only only two hero packs were done with the that spray zinc finish no, I mean the result was amazing. I mean, when you brush it, Scotch Bright pads and sandpaper, it looked looked, looked amazing. Yeah, the, uh, you said those were the two two hero packs were done that way. So the stunt uh, stunt packs would they have just been painted or just paint? Yeah, they're all just paint, just uh, paint paint finishes. Yeah. yeah. Did you also you did the the, uh, the paratrooper uh, or uh, um, the uh, the stunt uh, the stunt helmet that was used on the um, the Miss Mabel, uh, the one the ones with the breakaway uh, the, the breakaway faceplate. Yeah, we did a whole bunch of of the uh, breakaway helmets, and they, those were those were vacuum forms. Took you know we had the molds on the helmet. Uh, we did castings and broke it down into uh, three pieces: the left, right, and sort of the front section. So we had three pieces to vacuum form, which is basically a machine that heats thin sheets of styrene plastic. It's drawn over the part, and then vacuum sucks it tight around it. Those pieces are then trimmed and then put together, and then that the front face piece with the, the eyes, the lenses that that was velcroed on. Uh, we made a whole bunch of those because when they did the gag in the air, basically when he came, when he came off the plane, he had to get the helmet off, so he basically just ripped tore it off. To get it out of the way, and then point released it, shoot, and then came to the ground. So I'm, I'm wondering if anywhere out there in the field somewhere, <laughs> some <laughs> some rocketeer helmet parts that have just never got picked up. I don't know if they kept counting. Smell an expedition in the works. But yes, yes, we prop archaeology. Yes, <laughs> it's only been 25 years. Vacuum yeah. form that must last for about that. Yeah. yeah, And the the rocket pack that was for the for the stunt guy was was that also a breakaway? Did that did that fold off or how how was that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, at that point it was it was uh it was out of our hands um I, I do remember there was an issue with with the stunt helmets is that the in no disrespect of the stunt person but he had a really large nose and and we we fit we fit the helmet over they, they provided us a, a plaster cast of his head and we couldn't get the helmet on his on his head because it was just too it was a plaster cast so his nose obviously wasn't soft and it would have been but we couldn't get it on there so jokingly we got a hole in one of the helmets and slipped it on and his nose was sticking out and then again as a joke because you know we, we put rivets just around the hole to make it look like it's supposed to be there well he he showed up one day to check out the helmets and nobody had thought to maybe take that our little joke and, and put it away and he saw it and oh. he didn't really appreciate it too much so uh, yeah or like, oh, so, uh, yeah, they're real funny guys yeah 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 the, the breakaways did have a little bit more room room in them. So you mentioned the, yeah, uh, the interior door too. handles uh, from uh, the Volkswagen on the uh, earlier single-engine design of the Rocket Pack. Has anything ended up uh, in the the Hero Packs yeah. you see on screen? Any off-the-shelf parts uh, that not necessarily we'd recognize, but we might have uh, you might be aware of? I think the only thing that's 
off the shelf, but you probably you probably can't see it unless you've got a, a, a kit in front of you. Um, there were um, some bits and pieces on the on the uh, the engine right above the, the sort of the thruster nozzle, and those were just some surplus parts we bought and cast and sort of fitted to it. You know, there's uh, Apex Electronics is kind of the go-to place in the industry for aircraft parts and electronic surplus and stuff. Uh, we went there, we got those parts, and and that's also where we found the belt buckle. They just happen to have these, what we think and what everybody seems to right. think is a German paratrooper buckle. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember how many we got. I think it was either four or six of them, just everything they had. So we just grabbed them all, you know, and obviously then those were used in the final harness. And then the rest of them, I think we gave to production to, to do whatever else they needed to do with them, if they needed to make some other stunt pack things or whatever. And I know there's still one <laughs> floating around out there. <laughs> yeah. I know the seamstress has it. I think she's hanging on to it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty much all. As far as off-the-shelf items goes, it's pretty much a couple bits in the, the engines and then, and then those, those buckle, buckles. Yeah, Apex Electronics is pretty. It's a pretty interesting place. It's very scary because they they have just piles and piles stacked high <laughs> of parts, and you don't want to be there in an earthquake. Um, you I'm can go sure to the ages. yeah. You can go to their website, and they got one of those three sixty degree cameras, and you can kind of take a look around the place and and their backyard, and 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 kind of look. It's it's kind of fun just to you know see what they have there and. Uh, but they're yeah, like I said, they're kind of the industry go-to place for. And they, they're a, um, parts. at least strictly, or at least primarily, a surplus sort of place, right? So it's all sort of vintagey, vintage things. Yeah, they, it's all. They're it's aiming all... at the movie industry. They're not, uh, you know, they're not necessarily selling intentionally selling parts that might still be reused or oh no it's it's a yeah no electronic surplus i mean there's do-it-yourself guys they buy they've got shelves one you know one aisle that's just all wire and an aisle that's just all switches and stuff the really cool stuff they have there is they rent no and like any like aircraft aircraft gauges or fuel tanks or anything that's that they know that they can make more money off of than just selling it they they just they just rent it things with blinking lights and that kind of stuff and yeah i remember they had one of the pieces they had there and i recognized it it was uh ig-88 the droid was a bounty hunter droid and in star wars ig-88 head was there Sitting there and like, oh, I know that part. Yeah. And then the, you know, and it's a, it's it's some component out of a, a jet engine. It's like we sell it. No, nope, it's for rent. You know, and they rent it all the time because it's just a really cool piece. But it's like, ah, it's IG eighty eight head. Oh, there it how is. Cool you know? is that? Yeah, <laughs> definitely a dangerous place to avoid. Hal, I can tell. <laughs> I could put that in the yeah. dining room. I could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm buying my ticket this. now. Yes. One thing I just this this will be the final maybe the one of the few gaps or not not gaps but there's a uh, a thing to look for in this final minute is the woman that's dressed as Millie. I don't think is beloved character actress Margot Martindale. Oh really? Uh, at least in the first second there. I just I, I noticed her hair's done up that way. She's wearing the same outfit, and we see Millie in the wide shot, but. I don't. Are you talking about right, uh, right at the tail end of the GB? It was like literally right. the first shot of this thing. Yeah, like 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 second three or something. It just if, it, yeah. yeah. If that's supposed to be her, that's not yeah, her. It's definitely yeah, not yeah, Margaret. You, can, you can see her in profile. Yeah. 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 I don't know if she was you know out that day and and I've looked in the other group shots through this, which is really the sad oh. thing <laughs> looking through it. But she she only appears in that that one scene, so I'm just wondering if maybe well, they just need. Some and when coverage. we uh, when we have the elevated shot as Patsy's chasing somebody around, and we, we're seeing 
taking a longer shot, we see what I would be sure would be Margot Martindale walking back from that or walking to the front of the airplane to the front of the wing. Yeah, where where she Yeah, had where just that stood. other woman had just stood. But was that the same outfit with that sort of apron? I can't see. Well, she's yeah. from behind. Oh, she's... We're looking at her from behind. But it looks like she's got an apron yeah, around her. It, she's got the, the same, uh, those little diamond uh, cuffs on her uh, on her sleeves. Yeah, Quite just, peculiar. I don't know. One last one last parting shot as we're watching the whole the whole thing for the the final uh, it, and this was at Valencia, right? I think this is the the last scene from Valencia with the dog. And w- now we're we're convinced that the dog ha- actually did go on. Is, is that, was that this was the one that was moved to uh, MGM? I, I believe I believe it was. I, I don't know the details of that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that that this set was moved. Yeah, you know? just got, just got yeah. packed up and then spent spent years out there with uh, tour buses driving past. Yeah. So, Jim, let me ask you this. Uh, um, is there anything, and I understand the nature of the business, you can't always necessarily say or disclose anything. Is there anything uh, you're working on now that you can tell us about in this? Or... Let's see. God, we got so many things going on. We got a, well, I guess a YouTube music video, which just uh, was canceled, which is a real oh, bummer. <laughs> so, so I can tell you because it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> We we great. yeah we created these these wonderful little dioramas and uh, sort of following the life of Bono and uh, it's it's uh, uh, one thing led to another and it's canceled. <laughs> oh, well, that's a shame. Yeah, but it, it's funny. Yeah, I mean it's it seems like uh, our bread and butter is commercial production. We do a lot of that. Um, but now our, our our shop is big. I mean we're we're touted as the the largest set company in in L.A. Really big facility. And that company today is uh, Vision Scenery. Vision that's Scenery, right? yeah. Vision Scenery. Okay. Have you heard anything? Uh, with your ear to the ground on uh, the Rocketeer sequel, because we've been tr- we've been trying to find out, and there was the initial the initial press release, and then it just went into the ether. Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about it. It's uh, you know, I, I scoured the internet trying to find, find information and see what's going on, but yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything. Um, yeah, we've been doing this uh, now. This was this was almost a year to the day that they had announced, and uh, since then, I don't know. No, nobody's talking. Hopefully, somebody's working on working busily on the movie, but don't know anything where it's coming. I'm really, I'm having a hard time letting go of this film because it's, I mean, I know this I know. is the last time we're going to see a picture of it. And it's just very. <laughs> I, I you just want to cling to it and let it linger. Yeah, and, and we keep threatening to start over with the uh, with the Rocketeer thirty second show where we go thirty seconds at a time and go deeper. Not that we well, uh, well, I, have that kind. I of mean, time. you're you're going to do the excitement of the air minute, correct? I mean, I mean that's a whole. Oh a, yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's actually a pretty good idea. You know, yeah, you finish that, finish with the credits and yeah, then move right into that. You know? Yeah, yeah. So somebody that's needs another, a behind the scenes of behind the scenes. <laughs> right, that's yeah. another uh, another twenty five minutes or so of, uh, of show. Yeah, in our head. Now, Jim, you don't by chance know if there's uh, if there's a better copy of it out of that one out there. Uh, anywhere have you ever heard of anything like that that that's on youtube and it's somebody's sort of you know low-res vhs grab etc but i i've got a vhs grab that i grabbed during the time but that's yeah. still pretty it's still pretty yeah. bad yeah i don't know of any any better better copies of that yeah i was i was so hoping when the blu-ray came out that it would be taken out of the disney vault and strapped onto the back of uh, of the blu-ray but no no luck yeah no luck yeah. Sad. Well, maybe the 4K version. That'll. That's when it'll come. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jim, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, as we're as we're saying farewell to uh, to the Rocketeer here, we're we're going to continue talking about, but as, as the credits <laughs> roll by all next week. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's really been fantastic uh, catching up with you and and for you providing all those amazing rare pictures right. of the behind the scenes. It, I, so many people love this film, and uh, and being able to share more about it has been quite an experience for us. And, and thanks for thanks for providing the material too. Oh sure, sure. It, I, it, it's been it's been fun. And Jim, before we uh, before we let you get away, 
you know, I've seen you've shared personally some terrific photos on Facebook of some some great uh, vintage Disney stuff that you've been restoring, the uh, monorail pilot's console and seat, which I just about fell out of my chair when I saw the Autopia car, things like that. Is there, uh, does Vision, it, it, well, first of all, is that private or is that part of your business? And is there a way that more people can see some of that restoration type work that you've been doing? Um, that's all, it's all private. It, it's separate from Vision. Okay. Um, um, I, I'm kind of, I've kind of got a couple hours to kill every night because of traffic. So that's pretty much what I do after hours is, uh, is I, you know, work on these restorations. Um, but, uh, now my Facebook, uh, uh, post is public, you know, people can find me and they can look at, uh, you know, I like to share my stuff. I, I get, get a kick out of it. And, uh, you know, I do have a Tumblr page that I post as well. Oh, you do? Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. And it's pretty much just, you know, copy copies of the, of the, the Facebook stuff. To, uh, yeah, it's it's you know I've got I've got a uh, fifty nine submarine voyage sea turtle coming in in a couple of weeks to restore. I'm really excited oh, about that man. that piece. Wow. Yeah. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah, it, I just I really love the old Disneyland stuff. It's it, just it's just a kick. And I actually a, you don't happen to have a meet Mr. Lincoln in your house, do you? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Hey, yeah, tomorrow Tomorrowland <laughs> rocket somewhere hidden away by any chance? The TWA? No, no, I got it just uh, last week. Last week, it was a few days ago. Yeah, I got a. Uh, email from a uh, from a, a art director and he's doing a Disneyland commercial and he says you know how what would it cost to build a uh, you know one of the seventies Skyway buckets and I'm like well build it why would you build it Let's just, I'll, I'll find one for no, you I'm he's like no 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 I'll find one for you and, and of course you know hung up the phone made a couple calls and twenty minutes later I found two that the guys are willing to rent so hopefully if this goes through I'll be able to uh, get oh, that in the man. shop and do a little work on that and that'll be fun because it's for a commercial Disneyland commercial oh, yeah. so that'll be kind of a kick yeah that'll be a kick now, how much would you yeah, charge us to come out and just stand in it for thirty seconds. <laughs> So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on any time. The doors are open. Oh you know. <laughs> now, I've got, now I want to get a doom a doom buggy. I have to find, I have to find a, a haunted mansion. Well, anyway, this is this oh, is full, opened up. A, this is full size. Up, yeah. Uh, yeah, this has opened up a financial nightmare for me. I have to think yes. of these things. Out. But uh, wow, a whole new a whole new obsession. I know Hal Hal is ready to jump on this as well. It's uh, such a part of childhood. Oh, no that, kidding. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the thing that's fun about the Disneyland the, the props is 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 it really it really takes you back to um, you know when you were a kid and, and when I was working on the Utopia car there's there's details that were missing from it and one of the one of the things that I remember so much is that big leather strap that belt that yeah that's going to keep yeah. me in not <laughs> yeah um, but. But anyway, so, you know, um, it was missing. So, you know, I made very, you know, looked online at pictures and photographs of how the size of the leather and the grommets and made sure it had the same color tone and the attachments and everything were just right. Now, when I got inside the car and sat down and I threw that belt over me to try it out, I mean, it was just like one of those time travel moments and it just you know the, the emotions kind of came over me it's like wow that really took me back sitting in that fiberglass car putting that strap across and hooking it on that hook it was just like and i you know i told the owner i was doing it and he says amazing yeah he says it, it just takes you back i mean that's the neatest thing about these props is it just brings back those happy memories you had when you were a kid yeah yeah i, I, I have to tell you that that vinyl that vinyl backrest that you did i I refinished uh, some old furniture that I have, and trying to get the corners just right, that was perfect. I have to tell you, that was uh, a great job on the vinyl back. Okay, I have to confess, I didn't. that's an original piece. Oh, it is? Okay. How well, it survived, I have no idea. That's, that's because, astonishing. Yeah, I've, I've seen pictures of other people's cars that they have and they're working on, and those pieces are gone. Either that or they're completely rotted, so... I don't know yeah. how this. I don't know how this one survived. Wow, it's yeah. pristine. I mean, the pictures of it are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it, for some some reason it, it survived the process. And I've gotten 
calls from a couple other guys that are doing cars and you know asking me what you know what I, I want to take t- on another project or not. I, yeah. If if you had an Autopia podcast, I would tune in every day <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> I, I know so much about the Autopia now, all the research and everything. It's it's amazing. It's just and it's just fun. The research is fun to do. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I know. I, I, I could I could talk all about yes oh for land and uh, <laughs> and inner inner space, the uh, the Monsanto exhibit and all that other jazz. And, oh, that Monsanto um, house. Uh, is, oh. yeah. One of the coolest things. Wow! I, um, I, I have a I have a director writer friend of mine that that sometimes he pays me in Disneyland memorabilia. <laughs> I did a I did a I did a model. He was doing a documentary on Ed Wood, and he needed a, a model of you know Ed Wood's studio uh, for a little scene. And he says, "Well, I don't have a lot of money, but I have this ride poster." Will you take that? I'm like, sure. Why not? You <laughs> know. And awesome. at the time, at the time, it was worth you know 50 bucks, maybe 100 bucks, and it's on the wall in my house. And then I just saw the same poster at auction recently for 5,000. So it's oh, like, yeah, okay, I think okay. I made a good trade. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it gives me. So I've got a few posters and you know the original subscreen posters and oh, um, cool that kind of stuff is yeah, it's, it's funny. Well, Jim, thank thanks again. For being such a such a big part of our show behind the scenes all, all these many minutes and now finally here at the, at the end yeah. um, and uh, we'll keep going as long as as long as there's uh, there's things to, to there's things to say and by the way even though next week is our last week if we do have news or information about uh, the Rocketeer sequels or if anything new comes out or if we ever get a call from Jennifer yes. Connolly we'll be, we'll yeah. be on for a special episode I could never uh, get her on the so, show it's like ah no, like no, no. no. well we've we, we've got four more episodes you, so yeah. oh that's true yeah, never yeah, give yeah, up yeah yeah, yeah. There is <laughs> that's never. Right. Say never. Well, until right. the lawyers tell you. Until the yeah, season yeah. desist letters to start flying. But, uh, you know, when we we started this uh, 105 episodes ago, we didn't have any inclination at all that Billy Campbell would be on, you know, what, almost two dozen times or something like that that he's joined us. So Yeah, that, that's absolutely incredible that he came. What a nice absolutely. guy. I, I remember meeting him for the first time and and wow what a nice guy just just one of the guys uh when he was there in the shop for the fittings and stuff and just just really neat yeah he he is he's just just as nice off mic as he is on mic and it's 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 refreshing it's very it's very comforting (laughs) to know people are really nice even when they don't have to be yeah yeah Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) wow Well, for, for folks who want to join uh, in our continuing conversation, we're always available online. You can find us uh, on, uh, of course, all the usual places, Twitter, Rocketeer Minute. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rocketeer Minute. You can find us at the great big site, rocketeerminute.com. Catch up on all the previous episodes with all of our great guests and uh, catch some cool swag at, uh, at Amazon um, through, through the site. And uh, you can still subscribe. Even though we've got a week left, you can still subscribe and have, uh, have this uh, episode delivered hot and fresh every morning. Just go to iTunes or Google Play, type in Rocketeer Minute, and click the subscribe button when our name comes up. So uh, we're going to finish here, and we're going to start a partial week next week as we complete the, uh, the saga of the Rocketeer. So join us next time here, uh, and have a great weekend. Until next time, over and out. Go get him, kid.